Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself. And I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, hello, hello. A very warm welcome to episode number 60 of the Balancing Act podcast. I wonder if you can hear the smile on my face as I say that. This week, I am super excited to have another amazing guest interview to share with you. This time it is with Ruth Poundwhite, who is a business coach and mentor for highly sensitive and ambitious entrepreneurs. Ruth's message really strikes me as someone who was once told that I was too nice to succeed in business. And actually, it's the the qualities that led to that description that I have learned are my own superpowers. And I've really brought out like my own um, purpose and calling, I think, in life, in the work that I now do. So I love like the irony in that. Um, but we have a, a super juicy conversation around Ruth's journey to to where she's got to, why she does the work she does and why she feels so passionate about it. And then we also talk a lot um, about the behind the scenes, which is, I think, the bit that you will find the most interesting. So Ruth very openly shares her her own journey to creating her business and what the fi- that her family dynamics look like. So we talk a lot about her being the, the breadwinner in the family and all that goes with that. And we also talk around like money mindset um, and ambition on how both of those things change and become different as as kids get involved. So I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. And yeah, let me know what you think. <laughs> Good morning, Ruth, and a very, very warm welcome to the Balancing Act podcast. It's just wonderful to have you here. And like I was saying, it's I feel like it's a real treat to get to have a one-to-one conversation with you. So for all of those listening, um, Ruth is a business coach and mentor, and she specializes in supporting sensitive and ambitious humans. So a warm welcome. And I wonder if to to start with, you would like to tell us a little bit more about what your own balancing act looks like just now. Sure. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. So my balancing act just now is I have a three-year-old, soon to be four-year-old son. And I've been running my own business for many years, actually, before having him. But a couple of years before he was born, I actually became the breadwinner in the family and that was interesting in and of itself but throw a child into the mix and it's just like a whole other thing and breastfeeding breadwinning breastfeeding all of that stuff so that is still the case and um my husband has been the primary carer for our son and my husband is also working on building up his own business so it's a whole lot of things going on in our family and a whole lot of balancing schedules and when each other has calls and childcare and all of that stuff. Mm, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, it's always like, it, I. what I love about these conversations is that I always find with working mums, like everyone's 
everyone play everyone plate looks different but it's yeah. always really full and so yes. yeah it's really interesting <laughs> to hear um like a slightly different dynamic and a different family setup than I think is like usual even these days mm-hmm. um and yeah I'll be really interested to talk about it a little bit more um so I'm I'm curious as to what has has led you into the work that you do specifically and why like running your own business um is is something that you chose is it has it always been that way or did you make a shift from something different good question so i have never really had a proper job so i've had jobs um you know like working in retail and stuff when i was at uni and things but i have never had a proper job so what happened is my degree is in philosophy and history doesn't really lead to a specific career. Um, And then it was the recession when I graduated and I didn't know what I wanted to do, couldn't get a job. Like even, like I'm talking any jobs, I was applying for so many random jobs and I just couldn't get a job. So I went online, looked for stuff I could do online to make money basically. So I ended up freelance writing and writing is a skill that I had. I just didn't it didn't cross my mind to start a business writing. Mm. Um, So the way I started my business was absolutely not on purpose and not very intentional. I did over time, like basically it opened my eyes to this whole world. Like I had no idea that people were building businesses online. It was amazing. And back in 2008, I do think it was less talked about. Mm. And I did quickly realize, you know what, I don't want to get a proper job. I do want to work for myself. Like, and it, and it kind of made sense because I come from a whole family of self-employed people. But the thing is, the thing that I was specifically doing, I fell into, kind of built it up. At first I charged a pittance. I eventually raised my rates, built up a team. It was going really well. But so the the fact that I was running my my own business, I loved the actual work that I was doing and what it had become, I didn't love. So I did that for many years and it was going really well financially, but I started probably around the time because I had this goal for ages, right? That I really wanted my husband to be able to quit his job because he didn't love his, his office job. And I was really focused on that and making it happen. And I think it was 2016, it, it finally happened. So that was like eight years into running my business. Amazing. And then when it happened, it brings up all kinds of things. And we could, we'll probably talk about some of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but one of which is probably like, okay, I've made the money I want to make. I've achieved this massive goal of like my husband being able to quit and me being the breadwinner. And then it's like, what's next? What do I really want? And I do always think that, when you're working on anything, whether it's a business or anything in life, you've got certain levels that you want to achieve. And then when you get, when you get more and more secure, like further up the levels, you're suddenly like, Oh, is this what I really want? Yes. So that's where I found myself in 2016. And I knew I wanted to help other businesses because I'm just obsessed with all things business. Like that's what lit me up about running my own business. Like the, 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 stuff about running the business, not what I was doing in itself, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it took me a few years and had my son at the end of 2017. And that was what really gave me the kickstart to go for it because there was a lot of fear, a lot of feelings kind of holding me back. But after having my son, I really felt it was a catalyst for me 
making this change and basically to cut a long story short, leaving behind a really successful business to start a completely new one from scratch. Wow. 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 This is an amazing story. I'm so, I'm so, um, I've got like a million questions that I want to ask you, but I'm going to rein myself in a little bit. So when you, when your husband, um, had left his, his job were like, did you have a plan or, or were you happy just to, to see how things went after that? So, uh, do you mean a plan in terms of like his work or a plan for my business? Or? Both, I guess, in terms mm-hmm. of like your, your family setup and the future. Yeah. So I guess I, um, one thing that I relate to from my own experience, and I suspect that um, any of the listeners who have dreams of owning their own business is that like when you get to the stage where like, even if you're not like um, planning for kids in the immediate term, if kids are like, part of of the plan then there's things like you know maternity leave benefits for example that would would um encourage you let's say to stay on in employment as such and I just wonder if for you like if you were happy that you were going to take on that responsibility yourself given that I guess I suspect your husband left what maybe was you thought of as like some security or stability in unemployed job yes that is a good question actually because we did take advantage of the security and stability to get our mortgage before he quit and that is the thing with things like mortgages and and maternity leave like you talked about benefits like that it is on on paper like banks i i i went to a mortgage broker and we found someone who would look at the right kind of years of accounts that would be beneficial to us but it did really help that he had a secure job at the time of the mortgage mm. so we did deliberately do that before he quit um kids were in the plans but not <laughs> he actually quit like around 2016 and then i had my son in 2017 so i was going to say it wasn't actually in the immediate future but it was it did end up being very soon um but yeah to be honest I had already thought like this was one of the things I loved about running a business the whole time so I started my business when I was 21 I definitely wasn't planning on having kids yet but always in my mind I knew that I wanted to get my business to a point where I could have a child and take the time off and I wasn't relying actually on um maternity pay because that is a difficult thing for self-employed people mm-hmm. it's especially difficult as well when it comes to childcare. Uh, so it's not just that initial time off um well no it is but you get like a statutory maternity pay or something so it's really not that much and then it's like okay then when you're going back to it how do you juggle it how do you juggle everything and we had never actually had the conversation about who would do the childcare until I was pregnant and then we figured out it actually made sense for my husband to be the primary carer and so we didn't really go into it with a plan and that's how it worked out my husband quit his job and was working on building up his own business but at the time I got pregnant it made more sense for him to be the one to yeah be the primary carer which I know is a very different situation to a lot of people but that's how it worked out for us Amazing. So um, how did it go? How did it, how did like that dynamic work out? So firstly, just even before I was pregnant and my husband quitting his job, it was really interesting because I'd been so focused on this goal for so long 
And I didn't really know what it would mean to be the breadwinner. So as I was literally, uh, I was earning good money. We were absolutely fine if he earned nothing. Absolutely fine. But it does bring up all these feelings. It was really interesting. And I started to, and this is going to sound really... (laughs) Like it's gonna sound bad. I started to relate to these like 1950s house husbands, no, 1950s husbands who had their housewives and the husbands would like go up to work and be really stressed and then come. I started to feel like relate to that in some way. And I was like, that was a surprise because I never <laughs> thought that, you know, I'm not into that way of life at all. I'm not into I don't agree with the way that they were, but I I noticed was the mental bird. I guess that's what I'm that's what I'm meaning like this supposed mental burden of having to earn the money yes and like I said we were doing fine for money but I definitely noticed something there and these feelings about security with money and knowing that I'm responsible for making the money and especially then when I was pregnant and I was just so sick when I was pregnant and working a lot less and all of that stuff um I do think that I probably stayed running my older business for longer because of my responsibility, which I guess makes sense. Mm. And because I knew I, I, I saved a lot of money in the business in order to fund my own maternity leave for five right. months, Yes, which I'm really pleased that I did. Um, but yeah, I probably stayed working on the stuff I didn't love for a bit longer because of that. And how did you find the the juggle as well? Because I imagine you were working from home at that yes. time as well. Yeah. And having a young baby in the house is quite, like, I imagine it's quite different from actually leaving the house to go out to an office each day where, you you know, you don't hear your, your baby crying yes. or like the inevitable noises that babies make all the time. Yeah. So it is, it was really interesting. Sometimes I felt like I was so lucky and like I had the best of both worlds. So what would happen is I would do, I guess by the time I went back to work, I had a bit of a routine with like knowing when the feeds would be and stuff like that. So I'd be working and then I'd go down to breastfeed and then I'd come back up or, you know, some of the feeds I would pump. So I'd have little pumping breaks and it was difficult. I said, you know what? It's such a blur when I think back to these times. But yeah, hearing him crying and stuff. Oh, sometimes I literally just, I will put my earphones in and drown mm. it out, which is just, yeah, it's weird. But the thing I loved about it was that I could just pop down and see him anytime. And mm. I had those feeds and I felt very connected in that way. And then what I noticed that got harder as he got older is when he started to get upset when I popped down and then left. And then I realized I can't just pop in that's hurtful to him yeah so that that felt a bit um difficult as well um I will say actually earlier on when he was very little uh I did do a portion of the childcare like now he's at nursery and then my husband does the childcare when he's not nursery but yeah back then I did do more and it was it was kind of nice in a way to have that balance but I think I'm potentially looking at it through rose tinted glasses because I also know how incredibly tired I was. Like I was so tired. Like he didn't sleep through for probably like two years and just, uh, I was really tired. So what I love about this is that, um, 
I I can relate so much to so many of the challenges that you face, not specifically as as the breadwinner, but like so many of the challenges around like motherhood, I can really relate to. But at the time that, yeah, so my older son, he's he's four and a half now, he's a very similar age. Yeah. Um, and at the time I was in corporate employment and through my maternity leave, I I was working on, I, I had a side hustle as running a an artisan granola company um, that I was trying to like make work as my full-time mm. job and ultimately I found out that that wasn't that wasn't the thing that was my my calling <laughs> like yeah. for so much of that year I spent thinking like if only I could make this business work then everything would be easier like if only the business was successful then like all my problems would be solved and so it's so interesting to hear from your perspective as a like you know as the owner of a successful business how actually that in itself comes with so many similar challenges as well you know for me it was then having to like drop my kids off to nursery when I did return to work and things like that and it's I think it's just the nature of how like being a mum and having small children is really tough and there's never like an absolutely like perfect sort of scenario is there it's like it's always it is always this constant like balance and constant juggling um and I think the other part of that 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 really struck me was what you said about the business not feeling like that business was your purpose and then Mm. you held on to it for for longer than you would have done otherwise because of the like the stability that it gives to your family um yeah and again that's something that I and I think many of the listeners will relate to you know taking the jump out of of corporate or any employment really to start your own thing um it feels like there's like you know on one hand it feels scary and like on the other extreme it maybe feels like irresponsible somehow and like yes. I really wonder if if was that the the only thing really that was holding you back from starting something different there was one other thing so I think the reason I didn't do it before having my son was fear and self-confidence um yeah, it, it, there was a lot of self-doubt around being the one to help other business owners and because that, you know, requires me owning what I've achieved in my own business and also this idea of getting visible, I was really afraid of. That's actually what what I found easier after having my son. I just felt more brave, more courageous, mm. um, which was really an interesting experience. But I wish, I wish I had, a, I would have started my other business before having him. Um because after having him, while I felt more courageous, I also felt way more responsibility. So it's a whole different mm. level than just being the breadwinner for me and my husband and then being responsible for the whole family, like like a child as well. Yes. It felt a whole different level. And so I would say at that point, yes, it really was the security. But also like there was a bit of judgment on myself, like, who am I to think that I can have it even better than I have it now? Because like, I did have it good in lots of ways who am I to go for something more? I should be grateful, you know? I should be grateful for what I've got. And that definitely went around my head quite a bit at that time. 
and again something that I think like in employment can feel so relatable like that Mm. can often be the feelings that keep you in an employed job as well and like to me what's coming through here is that so much of that um like the discontent underneath um comes from not doing something that feels like like your purpose or something that you feel is like your true passion or yeah calling in life as it were yes so I wonder um I wonder if it's if it was that sort of those thoughts and your particular experience that then led you on to working with what you call sensitive business owners yeah yeah because I think that different types of people, so we all have a different, unique, beautiful personality. And I think some in some people's personalities, that thing about fulfillment matters. I'm prob- I probably don't mean exactly what I, how I'm saying it here, but like that thing about finding your fulfillment in the thing that you're doing is more important for some people than others. So for me, it definitely, and I'd be interested to hear if you relate to this, but it definitely felt like, oh, my inside doesn't match my outside. It's kind of chipping away at me. It's eating away at me because I'm not being honest about something that's really important to me. And um, the other side of it is in building my first business, like I said, I really fell into it, not very intentionally. And I tried to learn from people who were making it work and I tried to be like them and I, it didn't really work for me to be like them because I wasn't like them. And I just didn't see examples of um, sensitive people who are also ambitious. It took me ages to even own the fact that I'm ambitious. And, and it, when I did, I was like, uh, of course I am. <laughs> like, absolutely. You know, like, what have I been doing this all for in the first place? Like I'm massively driven and I'm sure like loads of people in the corporate setting are like really driven. But it just so happens that... I'm not massively fulfilled by the thing that I'm currently doing and I need to find an outlet that feels authentic. Basically, that probably is the best word for it. Like I needed to find an outlet that felt authentic. It was really important to me. Um, So part of what I do is helping people with the similar journey that I've been on. And another part of it is just being myself in my work. I guess that's the thing. I felt like I wasn't myself and that does eat away at you over time. Um, so whatever that looks like for other people, whether it's not being fulfilled or not feeling fully able to be themselves in their job, whatever it is, I do think it chips away at you over time. Mm. Oh, like I can relate to every single word of that. Absolutely. Like that mm. was always the, um, the thing that I could never, like this, that little niggle that kept on coming back and back and back to me. And no matter how much I tried to tell stroke convince myself that yes. no you've got like a stable salary you've got you've got all these benefits you've got this that and the other um it was that for like the niggle of of unfulfillment that just kept yeah. coming back and back and back and it wouldn't it never like I don't think it ever will go away until you until you feed it properly that's certainly been my experience and I and you can delay it like I delayed mine for a while I guess you delayed yours too uh, or I worked on it a little bit and then put it down for a bit and then went to it and it wasn't really going anywhere. But yeah, it never went away. And there came a time when, so I did do the smart thing and I did sort of wind down my other business while building up this one. So I did have a bit of security in that sense, but there was a time when I really realized, okay, I just need to cut ties with the old mm. business because this is taking up too much space in my head. And I am aware that the whole winding down of one thing is not 
probably quite as easy to arrange when you're in a, a kind of regular job. But that moment when I decided I had to cut ties, I couldn't believe, like I thought I was ready. And then I decided I needed to really properly quit. And I couldn't believe how much those voices piped up again. Mm. Like you're being reckless. This is the wrong decision. You shouldn't be doing that. It was, it was incredible. The moment at which I had basically made the decision, then instantly this, like all these stories came up. It was really, but I, but I didn't listen to those stories. Yes, exactly. I finally, yeah. finally told them yeah like thank you (laughs) (laughs) and this is where the awareness comes in I think that like especially as a coach you I I suspect you had the awareness to think okay yes these like this is not me like this is not the truth this is the voice that is trying to keep me safe and secure here and so I will welcome it and say thanks and send it send it on its way exactly and I drew on uh, by the way I just want to say this for anyone listening who needs support with this I draw on all the support that I had like so I drew on support from you know friends I drew on support from coaches everything so this is where support is so important because your brain is doing its absolute best to try and protect you and it can be like paralyzing it can really hold you back from the thing that you actually most want Mm. um there is a caveat to that though. And some people in your life will not understand because if they measure success by, you know, the level you're at in your career or the salary you're making, they will not understand why you might want to leave that behind in favor of something new. But obviously I definitely had a belief that I would firstly make the income I was making. So it's not like I was sacrificing, but it was more like pausing and resetting the money I was making. Um, but yeah, some people in my, in your life won't understand. So it's important to go to the right people, I think, for support as well. That's right. And and I guess, again, like it's their voices trying to keep them safe and secure, yeah, really, yeah. that are coming through and like maybe projecting on you, yeah. I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that I think that's like wonderful words of wisdom. Um, what I would love to talk about a little bit more is um, like ambition as as a working mom. So mm-hmm. I I really related to what you said about your son being the catalyst, as it were. Um, And I know from my own experience that once my son was born, like it was like I never anticipated how um, like how much love I would feel for him. Like it was incredible. Like having this little person was amazing. And also, like I knew that I didn't want be with him all the you know I didn't want to be like a stay-at-home mom basically I always knew that my that career was really important to me did you know that before you had him uh yes I knew career was really important Mm -hmm. but I think I I didn't I I always thought like I I don't want to be a mumsy a mumsy (laughs) mum I always thought that and yet after I became a mum I was amazed at like how how motherly I felt like that was a real shock to me um and but despite that I knew that I still wanted to to, you know I still wanted to to go back to work and it really changed my um I think maybe my tolerance levels around this the fulfillment Mm. piece because Mm -hmm. I was like if I'm going to be spending time away from them like I know that that is like my time for my own like personal fulfillment and like well-being and I want to make sure that I'm using that in a way that feels really really 
good and and does feel fulfilling um and does feel that I'm like yeah just I think that and I'm and so for me I think that in the years up until he was born I had felt my ambition like slipping away a little bit because um you know I'd been through this that that cycle so many times of wanting something different or wanting something more and couldn't make it work like couldn't take that jump from corporate employment and I thought well you know maybe I'm okay maybe I'm okay just like remaining at like the level I'm at and but when my son was born it yeah as I say just reignited that ambition in me and like I love I love then the conversation around how um how empowering motherhood can be like not just in your role as a mom but also outside of that as well I think I really like that we're having this conversation because I have absolute respect for people who have their child and want to stay at home with them all the time absolute respect for them and at the same time, like I was open to the potential of that maybe happening for me, but it totally didn't. So when I had him, I realized, okay, I don't want to like, I mean, I was at home working, but you know what I mean? I don't want to be like full-time childcare. Um, and yeah, it's so, I, I kind of thought that having a child would kill my ambition or not that I fully owned it back then, but, or yeah make possibilities for my life smaller I guess but it actually expanded everything and for like there's that thing that you said wanting to make sure you're doing something really powerful for yourself if you're gonna be taking that time but also there's definitely something there about just having a child and wanting to be your as cheesy as it sounds like be your best self (laughs) as a example for them you know that (laughs) for me is massive absolutely and like I really I love that slant on it because I think that from that perspective um like being your best self for example doesn't have to mean um going like having the ambition in work it can be like I think that sense of purpose can come from lots of different areas in life and exactly yeah. for some people that might be like throwing yourself full time into being a mum like that yeah could be where equally that could be where Absolutely. that real sense of fulfillment and purpose comes from and yeah and have you read there's a book by Tara um, Moore called yeah. playing playing big playing yeah big, I, yeah yes like I love that and um that she very much talks around that about finding I don't know what it is she calls it, but it's something around like purpose or calling. Um, and love that book. Yeah, I read that. I read that quite soon after having my son, and it was really, really powerful for me. And actually taking this idea and this fear and turning it like actually doing it. Finally, mm. after all those years, actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. So for anybody listening, if you haven't read it, go read so it. Good. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> um. So, so that was. How, that was last last year did you say you took the leap into your your new the business coaching so I've been doing business coaching for about two and a half years but it was last year that I absolutely 100% shut down the other business mm, so I did okay. give myself a bit of time um and I cannot tell you like 
the feeling I had, like, like I said, I had all the mixed feelings. I had all the negative stuff come up as well, but then I just, when I think about myself making that decision, I just think about how brave I was. Like I, I, when I had actually done it, I realized how much guts that took. And I was able to kind of honor everything I had done in my other business and, and give myself, you know, gratitude for everything I'd done, even if it wasn't the thing I was meant to do forever. And and honor like how brave I was in making that decision. And I, yeah, it's, it, it changed me instantly, even making that decision. Mm. Like no matter what I did next, even making that decision taught me something and opened my eyes to a part of me that I didn't recognize before. Oh, I love that. I think it can like that decisiveness, it can be so, so powerful. And I wonder in that if um, the things that had held you back and the things that you, you worried about, I think particularly around like the financial stability, like did those things come to fruition or have you now, like have you learned something from that around like what we worry about? Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. There are moments when I think, why did I do that? <laughs> why did I let that go? <laughs> Because I went from a really established business that I'd been running for like a decade to the startup phase of a new business. And so, yeah, I have my moments, but most of the time I am so grateful that I get to do what I do now full time. Mm. And what I've learned about security, there's this feeling of security. And this is especially interesting for those who are on like a, a salary paid by someone else is it's not about it's not often about what we think it's about because I've had so many feelings about security with the money and then I've had more money in my bank account than I've ever had before and I still felt insecure so it makes me think okay there's something deeper going on here it's not necessarily what I think it is. Also, the thing about a business is, yeah, you might not earn as much money at first and it has the potential to grow. So like my business that I'm running now has grown really quickly. It's 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 got to the level that took me like six years in my first business. This business has got to it in, in like the space of 18 months. And wow. When I look back, and this is this is a benefit I had from quitting one business and starting another, as I as I have the evidence of what it's like to be on that roller coaster of running a business. And when I look back at the numbers from my other business, I could I saw like one year my income like completely doubled, like a, a couple of years it doubled, and and like this is the thing, like massive jumps can happen when you're running a business. So yeah, you might not have the uh, the secure paycheck, but actually what's possible is probably even bigger. And that was another thing that, that that making that decision really taught me is that I have got to believe in the bigger vision that I have for my business. I've got to believe that it will more than, uh, I will more than make the money I was making in my previous business. I've got to make decisions in alignment with that belief. Like I really have to. And it feels really because you can't predict you don't you can't tell the future you don't know what's going to happen but you have to make decisions in alignment with where you want to go because the the alternative unless the alternative is acceptable to you then there is no alternative anyway so you've just got to do it it's like what you said like what what am I tolerating um am I willing to keep tolerating this and I wasn't so making that deciding that I was going to 
make the money has been a really powerful thing in itself just mm. the decision so yeah oh, I love so much what you said there um and I love what you so you framed um employment as a salary paid by someone else and I like I love that um sort of the flip side of the security because you know especially over the last like two years we've sort of shown us that like jobs that we thought we once thought were secure really aren't or industries mm. whole industries yeah. that we thought were secure really aren't and yeah. um like I really love that um the contrast I guess now in like in my own life of, of being a business owner where yet as you say there are the low points but equally there's no there's no upper limit either absolutely and, and all of that is within to a certain extent is within your control rather than you like being reliant on a promotion for example that might take years in order to up your salary yeah. and also here's the thing with that so I can I think that that I can liken that to my experience like I'm ambitious but in a way that I have to do it in the right like I have to go for my goals in the right way. like I do want to make a lot of money but when it came down to a choice between do I want to stay in that business and make a lot of money or when I, do I want to start a new business I couldn't I couldn't have made the money I wanted in my previous business because my heart was not in it. So yes, you can go through the ranks in your job or whatever, but just imagine how powerful you could be if your heart was really in it and like what you could achieve if your heart was really in it. Like that's another thing that has really shown me as well. Like my heart is so in what I do now. So it's not me choosing fulfillment at the expense of my success. It's like, it's both. I get to choose both and it's, and, and my heart is really in it now. Oh, that is gorgeous. I love it. I love it. That feels like such a like an amazing note to, to end on as well. I just that fills my heart with joy just hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um so if if people do want to find out more about you, where can we find you online or or elsewhere? So I actually have my own podcast. It's called Quietly Ambitious. And I hang out mostly on Instagram at Ruth Poundwhite, or you can find out all about me and my website, ruthpoundwhite.com. Yay, excellent. And I shall also link to those in the show notes as well. So um, there's an easy click. And thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been, yeah, it's been fab to chat. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. And um, yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. All right, bye, Ruth. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.